following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws. I'm here with the Stat Man, Austin. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Uh, you know, hanging out, doing cool stuff. <laughs> Have a little fun after a baseball game, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Is there a better way to celebrate after a game? I don't think there is. No, baseball and beer are as American as apple pie, which probably isn't American. Nothing ever really is. It's all got an origin somewhere else, but I don't care. If you go on a rant about Freedom Fries or something, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm no, we're not doing it's that. It's too early for that. Listen, we don't, we don't do politics on any of my shows. <laughs> None of them. Um, I, I find that politics are kind of a sticky situation, and uh, that's a great segue because... This past weekend, we recorded a brand new episode of the Network Network Sports Talk Show. Uh, my man Austin here got to pick the topic, and then through a combined, like, let's just call it what it is, a combined fuckery of all our schedules, getting five people to record at the same time is not easy. Uh, that's why we do the rotating co-host here on Hat Stats and Stats. But, uh, yeah, man wasn't able to be there, and we talked about his topic, which was cheating in sports. And speaking of uh, sticky situations here, there's a whole lot of that going on in the MLB. You know what? Um, I'm my. You always ask me for my hot takes, and I would say one of my hot takes is I I don't care if they're using sticky substances. I I really don't. I mean, as, as far I know, a lot of people use it when it's early in the year and it's cold and the pitchers can't feel their fingertips. And I got to tell you, if I'm a hitter and you can throw 97, I don't want you to not be able to feel your fingertips. That's just me personally. Like I'm not trying to take one of my ear hole because. Well, shit! It's thirty-seven degrees in April, and and here we are. Right. You know what I mean? I want you to be able to get the baseball. Lost off. that one on the point of my elbow, did you? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, guys get banged up and hurt enough as it is. I don't need you being a loose cannon out there and throwing it. I don't know somewhere near the plate at a hundred <laughs> miles an hour. That's I mean, no, thank you. So, um, the thing that bothers me about this is that this has been in the game of baseball forever. I mean, this has been a thing that has been a thing forever. Um, you know, we talked to the Network Sports Talk Show. Gaylord Perry, Hall of Famer, regularly checked for foreign substances, scuffing the ball, sandpaper. Um, you know, we, we talked about stuff like that. And like, and, and now, because hitters are bomb or bust because of analytics, the answer is don't let pitchers, like, get away with the stuff more. I, I mean, you know what? It, it's twofold. So I, there's a couple things that I didn't like about this. And really, I think the first thing and foremost, I don't know why they did it in the middle of a season. Like, and, and make no mistake, it's always been against the rules. It's not like they invented a new rules. I just don't understand why all of a sudden, hey, it's a 10-game, like in the middle of a season. Right. You, you couldn't just wait it for this year to be over. Well, and, and, like, and, like all and the other rule, rule changes, I don't understand. The, like the heavy rule change was also the fact that, like, you get checked – like if, if you're a if you're a reliever, you get checked either after the first batter, or before you exit the field after the inning. Um, you like I don't know if starters get checked. Like I think they might get checked coming on the field because they're not coming out of the bullpen. Like I don't know I don't know what it, I know. Like Scherzer got checked by Joe Girardi well, three separate right, times. Right, and that, that's the other part of it is the manager just, can request. Right, and like the one time Scherzer got checked, he threw three fastballs in triple digits past the dude, and he was like, "Check him." 
Right. Why? Well, the announcers are going, didn't somebody, a knuckleballer, got checked? And he goes, you're checking a guy for a sticky substance that enhances spin rate on a knuckleball that right. has no spin. Right. <laughs> I, you're either the worst manager in baseball or you are you just don't understand what's going on or, here. Or you're just, like, trying to get somebody irritated uh, off their yes. game. Like, right. Gamesmanship and, at its best. You know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, too, like, you know, actually last episode with, uh, with Big Diesel there. Talking about, like, there being some type of penalty for a manager who requests you be checked, and he's wrong. I thought the exact same thing. There has to be so because if you if there's no there's no limit to it, and I understand why you can't have a limit, because if 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 I can only ask you twice, well after you've done it twice, I'll just load up on whatever because you can't check me a third time, so I can start cheating then. Right. But how do you make that not abuse? Like you know what I mean? It's like giving NFL coaches unlimited field challenges. Yeah. They would throw a flag on every, every single, single play because why wouldn't you? In case maybe they miss something. Right. Or or making uh, like holding a challengeable call. Uh, right. you'll, you'll find it on every on single every play. Every single play. Just how egregious um, was it? You know, we, like we talked last week. I guess in the pro lacrosse league, I believe it's called the PLL. Um, you know, lacrosse has you know, like there's a rules about like the pocket of the net of of, or of the stick and if your pocket is outside of the specs the stick is removed and you get a penalty right if you hockey, challenge it curve of the hockey stick similar, right, right? But, in, but in lacrosse if you like if you're if i'm a manager and i look or i'm a coach and i look and say hey check you know number 18 kelm's uh pocket and i'm wrong it's a 30 second bench miner like so you lose a dude because i was wrong because your right. pocket's Within specs, um, you know, hey, uh, first one you get, first one's a free one. After that, you get ejected. Right. And then if if somebody on the team asks again, and it's still not true, now you get suspended for ten days. Right. Because if you're suspending my pitcher for ten days, um, there's got to be a limit to how many times you can ask and be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and listen, you can keep asking, but you're going to keep getting people ejected, and the manager will start serving suspensions beyond that. Right. Like so that now it's a game. Now it's okay. I got to pick and choose. I can't just you know do what you're already willy nilly and do whatever I feel like. Right. Like hey, I'm getting my butt kicked. Keep checking him. Yeah. Hey, check him again. Hey, just struck out the side. Check him. Yeah. It's just it got a little, got you a little know, brutal in there. We we talked about the antics about it too. Like the the A's reliever who dropped trowel on the field, which was awesome, hilarious, so good. Scherzer was like in the process of removing his belt. The umpire was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> family show, brother! Yeah. Come on." So uh, it's it's definitely an interesting time in baseball, and you know we talk about how like the NFL makes rule changes, and they they hide it under the guise of player safety, right? So like the wedge was too dangerous. No, there were a lot of kick returns for touchdowns a few years in a row, and all of a sudden the wedge gets banned because safety. Um. You know, hand checking and physicality by defensive backs, you know, hits on defensive backs. Like, because I want him to go up and make that spectacular catch. I don't want my superstar, and there is some safety to that. I don't want my superstar wide receiver losing his head. Right. Or getting taken out at the knees or something like that, which right. is where they wind up going. And, you know, so it ends up like, okay, now I can go get that ball. So it's more exciting. It's, an, it's a move to produce more offense under the guise of player safety. Again. Anything you do to a, to a receiver now, pass interference. Well, we don't call a whole lot of holding plays because we're trying to protect quarterbacks because player safety. No, you want a quarterback throwing for 500 yards. The NFL does it right. You want offensive production, make rule changes, and call it player safety. Right. You're not 
there is no player safety here. They're trying to let's move the mound back. Let's let's ban the shift. How about you just play better offense? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, they might not want to admit the fact that they're just swinging for the fences, but I think it's a hundred and fifty percent launch angle and the long ball. Nobody plays small ball. Nobody just bunts runners over when first and second. No, like it just doesn't happen anymore. And listen, I get why. I understand that home runs are exciting and home runs put fans in the stands and that's all fine and well. You're also so like you and I are baseball coaches, we would never teach a major league swing to any kid who's around here because an uppercut this lifting swing is just not something you're going to be successful with. It's flyouts until you're a grown man and right. you can park that ball 480 feet. That's fine, you know what I mean? Well, and another part of that is, you know, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we have a great Great former pro that teaches hitting around here in the Western New York area. He doesn't teach that, and he held the the minor league home run record for like up until like five years ago. Right. I mean, somebody who's got two hundred and seventy some like bombs in minor league baseball, oh, right. like, yep. and he doesn't teach that swing. He and I, and I I can recite it like I'm sitting next to the man. <laughs> Your swing will naturally lift the ball if you do it right. You're not lifting the ball with your swing. You're trying That's to hit, the difference. hit doubles in the gap, and you will just square it up enough, and it will go over the fence right. all by itself. And now it's – I mean, I, I remember coaching a championship game once. We had bases loaded, two outs. I remember this game. And, you know, we had a kid with it, like, just put this huge uppercut swing on. And he got – I mean, granted, he flew out to the warning track, but it was still a flyout. He squares that up and hits a double. But guess what? I I'm telling you, if he leveled, if he if he squared that ball up the same way with a level swing, it goes out. It didn't because it, the, well, the launch angle was too high. And don't get that twisted. If you're not a baseball guy, there's a launch angle on every single ball you hit. It's just they've come to a conclusion of the, uh, what do I want to say? The best launch angle to hit home runs, and they try to teach a swing that creates that. Well, the problem is if you don't hit it hard enough to put it out. You probably hit it hard enough to fly out to the outfield. I mean, it, it, you know what? And everybody's catching up with it now. Because there was a year where, I mean, I don't know. They were saying that the baseballs were doctored by Major League Baseball, that they were more tightly compacted to induce more home runs. And whether that's true or not, you saw like three different teams break the single season team home, home run, run record. record. And I'm like, okay, so... One team did it in like 2017, and then before that it was like 2008, and then before it was like you were seeing like half a decade go by before anybody would do this, and then all of a sudden, like the Twins, Yankees, and like I don't know, like the Astros broke it, and then like the Twins did it again, and then the Twins did it again, and it was just like they're just murdering the baseball because everyone's trying to go yard, and you're seeing batting averages go down. And home runs and strikeouts go up, and that's just what it is. And and, and I'm a Yankees fan, and their whole roster is just yep. littered with those guys. I mean, Stanton and Judge are like, yeah, 40 home runs and 300 strikeouts, and that's just what it is. Like, and you know, we we talked about that way back before we ever recorded anything. We talked about sports wise. Um, I talked about that with you. I talked about that with uh, Coach Zicardo, who was a huge Yankees fan. You know, and it, I was I had the pleasure of working with him around the time that. The, the first year that the Yankees signed Stanton, and all Yankees fans as a whole were going nuts. Oh my God, this guy just strikes out all the damn time. You know, oh, like what the hell? Like what, what's going on? He, he can't handle the lights in New York. No, no, no. That's who he's always been. 
You just didn't know because he was in Florida at a ballpark that maybe gets a thousand people a day, like unless they're playing the Yankees. And what do you talk about? The four hundred and fifty-seven foot home run that left the bat at one hundred and forty-nine miles an hour. Right. Like you, you see the show he puts on in the home run derby. You don't see the strikeouts because they don't make Sports Center because they're boring. Well, that's and they're fascist. Everybody that he goes, you know, he'll go. Over five, just get the golden sombrero and just be awful one game. And the next day, he leads off with a 118 mile an hour single, just yeah. a ground ball through the infield, but at 117 miles an hour. And then his next at bat's a home run. And then, you know, the next day, he hits it's two home runs and then 0 for 4 with yeah. three Ks. And then 0 for 4 with, with three Ks. Yeah, it's just, it's that's the nature of baseball. There's no more. Well, and I mean, and we both, average. we both live in a very baseball heavy world. Uh, you know, you just got off the field coaching your team, and you know that, like, at at showcases and at tryouts and stuff, they clock exit velocity, they they, they clock spin rates, they clock arm velocity, be, be it off the mound, across the field, or from the outfield, and all those numbers add up to a an analytical analysis of whether or not this player can play the game. And I, I think we're currently seeing an era where that stuff matters too much. I, I would agree. And so, like, and listen, there's there's a lot of talking heads on Twitter, specifically on baseball Twitter, which I love reading. It's so fun because you have the young guys who are in the analytical world. You have the old guys who are in the numbers are stupid and I don't math good. And then you have, like, this middle generation, guys around our age, maybe 10 years up and four or five years down that are these guys that are like, Listen, that stuff matters, but it's not it. It's, it's not the end all be all. It's it's also in its application. Right. You can you can be a full on stats. I'm a stat guy. It is literally the nickname literally that you have dubbed me on this show. I like analytics as much as the next guy, but how it's applied matters. So if you look at I mean, just to switch gears here, you go back to the Packers postseason last year where analytics said that LaFleur should kick the field goal <laughs> at the game and they kicked it. And they never got the ball back, and they lost. So that's one time that analytics. I mean, now hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe the defense stops them. Maybe they get the ball back. I mean, there's right. a whole rabbit hole you could go down there. But uh, you took the ball out of the MVP of the league's hands and give it to the kicker, and it's like his analytics told him to. And I think a lot of people are like, "Ooh, really? I would have probably tried for the go-ahead touchdown." There. You know what I mean? Like it was right. just. I if I want somebody's the game on somebody's hands, and I have Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers. That's what um, I want. That's, 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 that's where with. I want that's the ball. That's what it is. At least I can say, hey, listen, I had the MVP of the league. We didn't complete that pass. Well, okay, I, whatever. I had the MVP. Listen, that, I'm, that's the, I'm going to bet on them to do like, and if that he's is the covered, card I want to hitch my horse to, someone is. else is open because yep. if Aaron Rodgers is as goaty as they claim he is, he'll find someone. Right? Agreed. So now, and this is a fun one. This is going to stem us into a, into a completely different realm here, and I like that because that yeah, never listen. Happens. We 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 haven't we don't have a plan. I never have a plan. I'm like Jack Sparrow of podcast hosts. Things just kind of happen to work. You so, are without doubt the worst podcast person I've ever heard of. But, but you, you have, have heard, heard of me. me. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm going to pose this question. It was posed to me at work probably about a month ago. Would you rather kick the extra point every time or go for two every time? 
Honestly, I think it depends on my team, but just me personally, I would probably go for two every time. In today's modern NFL, I would go for two every time. And so this was the conversation we had because I said, no, unless the game called for it, we're like, if I go for two or I go for one, like if I go for one or I go for two and miss it, I still need to score the same amount of times. Going for two makes sense here. I'm kicking the field goal. And they said like, the argument was like 50%, 50% success rate on two-point conversions. Right. Which means if I score four touchdowns and you score four touchdowns, my kicker goes four for four, you go two for four, we have a tie game. Correct. But it's not like that's not how the stat – like that's not how it works. It's – I think the, the – st- Oh, listen, one game we would go one for four and the next game we would get all four. I mean, right. it's all – that's just the law of average. And, and like – so in that game, like I – score four miss one you score four miss three mm-hmm. i win and you look stupid like I, like i said i think it depends on, on on your roster if i've got the best kicker in football then yeah i listen man boot it go go get him. i got right. vinatieri in his prime not not last year vinatieri but no. before that like the 15 years prior yeah man dude, that guy's never missing go ahead kick kick the shit out of it go ahead right but i don't and i got i don't know I got last year Vinatieri, who missed seven or eight extra points. Nope, nope. I would much rather have, as a Bills fan, Allen Diggs put the offense out there, and I'm thinking that we can get a yard and a half. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. You know, and this is this is where the conversation. You know, I I have these conversations with people all the time, and it's funny. Me and you have argued sports more than I care to admit to since we were twelve. Yeah, it brutal, but. uh you know, our beards are much nicer today than they were. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. Uh, but I mean, you know, and we've argued everything from, you know, the, the, the fabled Adrian Peterson versus Brian Westbrook argument, uh, which I did have the pleasure of bringing up on a two point conversation episode about the greatest receiving or dual threat running backs ever. When you told me you were doing that topic, I'm like, if you don't talk about Adrian Peterson versus Brian Westbrook, we're no longer friends. And you were like, oh, it's that's, getting brought up. That's it's number happening. one on yeah, the list. That's right. It's going down. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, we we've argued everything from that to some of the most ridiculous things you could ever ever think of. But you know, we sit here at, like I talk about this, and I'm like, my brain says if I'm almost guaranteed points, I don't care that half the time I'll get double the amount of points if I go for it. If I go for two, I want the almost sure thing. Because if I don't have a kicker that can do it, I need to find one. Sure. Because, again, if you go 50%, okay, like, you you get two points for, like, for one try, one t- or you know, one out of two times. I get one point for two tries, two out of two times. If I miss one of my two, you have a lead. Like if, we, if we have the same success rate, you right, win. Right, right. But the numbers don't lean that way. Correct. So kickers that, are making extra points at like a little over eighty percent now, yeah. which is down from ninety-seven percent. Because when it was at the hash mark, it was a joke. Like, yeah, and that's like, and that was back when we had it. Like you know, a missed extra point was negative fifteen in our one fantasy league. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Listen, which still holds true today. Which when they moved it back, I didn't adjust the scoring to nope. compensate for the, the miss from an extra point being way farther back now. Nope. And it will really screw you in a fantasy lineup to shank an extra point and get. Minus fifteen. Yeah, that that right there will lose you a football game. Uh, listen, and there's nothing like your kicker having going like three for three with two fifty yarders and a forty one yarder, but getting you negative one points because you got minus fifteen because you shanked an extra point. And it has happened. I, it go it goes down. People have lost games 
and you know it's funny because that's that's the analytic side that I think there is the argument for. Listen, I have a top ten offense. I'm betting on my top ten offense. I don't. Maybe not. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a pass heavy league. I mean, you had a, a Super Bowl recently where a essentially a no name cornerback picked off one of the best quarterbacks in the game to end a game on a on their go to two point play. Well, you know, and he had more than one down, and he had best running back. Well, they're leaning on that running back. They're going to be no. Guess what? You lost because you didn't run the football. Uh, you know, there's too much that can go wrong there. And you know, you you go for two, and I go pick six. Well, now it's two for me. Right. You know, uh, when's the last time an extra point got blocked and taken back? And now, granted, the the two point pickoff going two the other way hasn't happened yet either. It, it's gonna. I I'd be surprised. I, I want to say it's happened. I think at least once. I want to say that I've seen it. I don't know who did it, but I, I want to say it's happened. But it's, it's such a rarity. It right. does not happen very often. Right. But it's it's definitely more of a risk on a two point play than it is on a kick. Yep. I, really, I think it again. I think it depends on who's your coach. Right. What the personnel are. Because like, so I'm thinking, you know, so you just said like, you know, pick six and, and thrown, and I'm thinking like people who do. The fade route to the corner of the end zone to your tallest receiver was like the play forever. And you know what? If I had Calvin Johnson at 28 years old, yeah, I, lot, go ahead. You ain't stopping him. I, you Absolutely. Can put, put two guys out there. You're not getting it. But on the flip side, now I'm thinking of guys like Andy Reid who do that. Well, you've seen it. We're like Kelsey is like the fullback, and they all like veer right, and then he shovel passes it to Kelsey, who like strolls into the end zone. Unto- like, if you get creative with it, I right. think you can be very successful. Like, so I'm confident that the Chiefs, you, we say it's fifty percent. They would be the people dragging that average up, right? And then like the Bengals would be fucking over on every single one for the whole season. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, would, I'm intrigued to see how the Bengals do this year. I, well, I think Bur- Burrow's gonna be fine. He's gonna he be is. good. And they just drafted another receiver, so now to have Higgins, Boyd, and Chase, I mean, that's just yeah. It's just going to be a matter of whether you keep him up right and, or not. And and Mixon, I, yeah, it's fine. And that's what it is. I thought they should have gone offensive line, but I mean, I mean they they did I'm some no stuff, but. You know. Listen, they they did later. Yeah, they did later. But I don't know how you have a generational offensive line. Orlando pace, like, I mean, it's all a crapshoot. But I mean, they were saying that like he was the best prospect in the whole draft, and you desperately, desperately need offensive linemen, and the best one just falls in your lap, and you're like, mm, no. <laughs> well, let's get another weapon. Which I get. Listen, I get that. I want as many weapons on my field as possible. However, dude, Bill Parcells was somewhere just like banging his head against the wall because he was like the do, mastermind do th- of build through the trenches. And do you think? Do you think when they made that draft pick, the the phone in the war room rang and somebody had to go, "Hey, coach, uh, hey, GM, Joe Burrow's knees on the line. He wants to talk to you." And that, and that's kind of my point. Like a guy who was running for his life all the time, his season ended with an ACL injury. And you have like the last ranked offensive line in football, and you went wide receiver. <laughs> All I mean, it's one of those things where like, hey, don't overthink this pick. And, right. And here we are. I go, go ahead. Yeah. This this I mean, and it's not as bad as, and I know I bring it up once every other episode. It's not as bad as the oh my god, we're like Brian Arakpo fell to us. The Bills draft Aaron Maben. Who? I have shouted at my TV a lot of times. 
that was the worst. Yes. The dude's like the Nagurski award winner. He's like the nation's best defensive lineman and best defensive player. And we went with a one-year wonder from Penn State. That they, like, that, like, what the, the hell? The NFL Network couldn't even find a highlight tape on him. They were like, uh, uh, like, so the camera's just focusing on the two dudes talking and analyzing the draft. And they're like, uh, Brian Arakpo is, uh, you know, had a great year for who did he play for? Okay. Like, uh, it was, that's, I mean, but yeah, don't like that. Brutal. I was, I was shocked when that draft pick came out. That was um, I mean, to, to say he underperformed is, is, is an understatement. I mean, to play for us for three years and not record a sack. Like you, when, when you were you, drafted, you, right? To specifically be a pass, pass rushing rusher, specialist. pass rushing specialist. Yep. yep, that's why we got him. Yep. But yeah, no, I was. I, I meant I was shocked by the uh, by the Bengals pick this year, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, Joe Burrow will be fine. They'll be fine. I think their offense is going to run. It's uh, he's going to have to run. He's going to be on the move. I hope he throws a four hundred yards a game and gets the ball out quick because yeah. he's going to need some help. You know, and it's it's always interesting and, and you know, weird. A, a podcast that I run has digressed from the topic we started with. Um, <laughs> Remember when we talked about sticky stuff in baseball? Well, you know, we could talk about stickum. <laughs> you know, maybe your offensive line wears stickum and holds a lot. But ha- hashtag, I don't know anybody. I'm just plugging something that's unrelated. The Peyton's places where he goes and puts he meets the guy who like invented stickum. Like he used to have it all over his legs, his arms, whatever. <laughs> and Peyton like dips his hand into a tub of stickum, and he's just like on a jugs machine, just. Just catching the ball with one hand, he goes, "This stuff is fantastic." He's like, "Why is this illegal?" <laughs> just grabbing everything. It was so funny. I, he is my favorite, but it, that was a that was a good one. This this will be a fun one. Uh, oh, apparently, reports have come out, and I want your opinion on this. This was from our network sports talk show. Uh, Mr. Lenz brought this up. Apparently, some some reports have come out that there is some alleging that during at some point years unknown. Uh, during Peyton Manning's tenure with the Colts, that his offensive line would wear a hearing aid in at least one ear to help them hear Peyton during, like, at loud stadiums. Thoughts? I mean, sure. I, I mean... It's illegal. Is it? Yes. That is, you are not allowed to use unapproved communication device which a hearing aid would be it's an an unfair advantage that's interesting but that's like telling me i can't wear contacts because it helps me see better so i can't wear hearing aids to help me hear better right but you don't need the hearing like wearing contacts is one thing if i'm an offensive lineman do i really need to see like i'm reading a book i'm still gonna wear my contacts though and i'm being devil's advocate here i understand that but like i I feel like if it's a but but you like you don't Part of, part of being in Buffalo and being the opposing offense is you struggle to hear. Well, if I'm using a device that allows me to hear better, and I can tell you, like, my old man wears them. Um, there's times that he can hear. I mean, but a hearing pin, aids you know, also a, a don't, like, fart. they don't, like, amplify just Peyton's voice. It's not like he, the, he, there's a walkie-talkie, and he was talking directly to his lineman. It amplifies the crowd noise. Now, if they well, yeah, ancillary, yes no. if they were able to hear Peyton better, but also the crowd was louder, and also they can hear the middle linebacker saying how he wants to like murder their whole family, and he's like coming in to get you, like which I, I, okay, I, no, I, whatever. No, I I don't know how that would work or how it would uh, right. You but, would hear everything. I mean, I, just, you just I, made everything louder, like. That, but that's not necessarily true. You like there are settings on some of these things. To, I mean, you're an NFL franchise. You, you probably have the money to burn on the expensive version. Sure, that you can. You know, it can help kill ambient noise, which would be crowd noise, music, 
things that aren't near you and amplify voices that are within a certain range. And I mean, it's literally like, I mean, we're wearing headphones as we sit here and talk. Like you can definitely hear me better than you could if we took these off and we're talking 10, what, four feet from each other. Mm -hmm. But like right now I sound like I'm in your head. Right. If we take these off, I don't sound like I'm in your head anymore. That's a difference. You know, like, and I can tell you they, they make earmuffs for like when you're on a shooting range that kills the bang, 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 but you can hear somebody talking 20 yards away, like because of the way they're designed that they kill ambient certain noises and certain pitches and so on and so forth, but like they, they pick up other things really well. So, uh, I was just curious to get your thought on that. Like if, if that is true, does does that impact Peyton's legacy? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, he still has to throw a football. At least, you know I mean? Like, well, I mean, it's not. You, you you still have to hit the ball out of the park if you take steroids. Yeah, but that that's like a, a direct correlation to your talent. Peyton's blocking. I mean, yeah, keeping him upright, but like, so I think Deflategate's worse. See, like, and that, now this so, is interesting because so like, because Tom Brady, like a a football that you handle, that you are touching, you get to throw it better when it has less air and it's cold, is affecting your grip and everything else, opposed to. I don't know. You're just hearing me better. And I get that it's illegal is illegal, but well, I, I still think that it, one's not. The argument could be made if Peyton is calling out, you know, 52 is the mic, 52. Like, he's calling out blocking schemes. He's shifting people to the right. He's calling audibles. He's changing plays. And if, you know, part of the game is if you can't hear me change the play and you go this way and a dude comes in and kills him, that's part of the game. But if you can do that, if you don't miss that block because you hurt him better because you're using an illegal device, that directly impacts my play. I mean, yes. Like I said, I mean, it's, not, it's, many, not, it's not that it's not illegal, but like I just feel like I mean, how, one is a... How many, how many times, like, you know, if, if, if the tight end is in on that, how many times have you seen, you know, tight end breaks off a route, quarterback throws the different route because they weren't on the same page, and oh, look, there's just a cornerback sitting there going, uh, thanks? Well, what the hell? Like, dude, I did crowd noise, I couldn't hear you. Well, now with the hearing aid, I did, so that doesn't happen. Like that, it, it impacts the game. It impacts the play. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I don't know how often it impacts. I feel like everybody's got miscues. Like Rogers was an MVP. I'm sure at some point he threw the ball to Robert Tunyon, who went the wrong direction. Like uh, I, he's still, he still had 13 touchdowns. Also, I, I mean, it's not I, like I, it, again, I I don't disagree, but you can see it. Like that's what that's why crowd noise and home field advantage is a thing. That's why you know. There were teams that were up in arms that like, hey, what do you mean I got to go play a playoff game and they're allowed to have fans, but I haven't been for the last two weeks. Right. You know, and the bit like that and the Bills were on one of those. Like, uh, how is it fair that the NFL isn't stepping in and making a uniform attendance policy? So it's just kind of a crapshoot of whether or not you have fans and right. like how many and like that's that's BS. You know, home field advantage is one thing. If you have a louder stadium or your stadium is, you know, like if you're in Seattle and it's geared to reverberate noise right, right. It, more it acoustically or, does that on purpose in your stadium right right or like well it's not fair that i'm you know i'm the one in the one in 12 lions and like 10 people come to my game every week but i gotta go to buffalo where they sold out and it's friggin loud as all hell that's different you could have sold out you didn't like right. but this is di- like the bills could have sold out were not allowed to right uh the chiefs were and like and it was different you know and it's you know, so that that stuff does happen. It does have an impact. If you take away that by an illegal hearing device, you know, it it definitely impacts the game. And again, I mean, we you see it, you see it all the time. Teams that aren't used to loud stadiums struggling in loud stadiums. I mean, 
I don't know. It, again, yes, it's illegal, and yes, it's I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. Like I said, this was the that's, first. That's the also, uh, that's the first I've heard of it. Too. Right? Yeah. So that that was news to me, but I also feel like, again, so Tom Brady and the whole Deflate Gate. I don't like Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. They had the whole Deflate Gate thing. They won by 35 points. There was absolutely no reason for them to cheat or do anything unethical because right. they just slaughtered the other team. It was not the the Colts, ironically, with Andrew Luck, stood no chance whatsoever. So again, did the hearing devices help the lineman here, Peyton? Yes, he he was a master of using silent cadence. I do not think that would have slowed Peyton Manning down at all. He'd still be an all-time great. I mean, like even if it was okay, one degree less of being. All-time best QB conversation guy. I I don't think that changes anything that drastically. See, and, and like the, the argument could be made that did Barry Bonds need to take steroids to be a Hall of Fame caliber player? No, probably not. Right, but he will never. He won't be in the Hall of Fame because right. he did. So, like, if 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 this comes out that the entirety of Peyton's career they were using illegal communication devices, uh. That's a little bit of a of a rust spot on that piece of silverware, but I don't know. He's he's already in the hall. I mean, Michael Irvin was like found with a crack pipe. I, like, there's people that, like, does, that doesn't <laughs> impact his play. I I know, but it's just like listen, you listen, could we've, have been high we've, we've or stoned had, or drinking in the locker room. I mean, if they piss tested half the players in the middle of a game, half of them wouldn't be allowed to start the second half. Like it's I, I, again, <laughs> like this this is stuff that you know. Uh, we we talk about all the time, you know. Does does what you do off the field impact your Hall of Fame status? No, it's what happens on the field, and that's where it should stay. So that's you know that's the conversation. You know, if if, if you did something and had your offensive line, and, and again, I'm I'm also of the belief that you know, if I was playing right guard for Peyton, and he was like, like I found like I I got cut or I lost my starting job because he went and said like, hey. That dude's not cutting it. Draft a right guard, mm-hmm. or go get a better right guard. Right, somebody would have said something like, "Hey, uh, this this motherfucker's cheating." Like <laughs> he spent eighteen years in football or something like that. Somebody at some point on multiple that's, teams, like it, had. And, and, and that's that's why I believe you know, like people like, "Oh, the NFL is rigged." Like the NFL is the NFL is the is, is WWE for football. Some disgruntled. Colin Kaepernick didn't come out with that one, right? Somebody like some disgruntled right. player didn't come out and say this is fixed because everyone's got to be in on it. Everyone, right. you you can't have one rogue dude going harder than everyone else all because the he officials, didn't know. All the coaches, all I mean, forget the fifty-three man rosters. All night, every, every practice squad person, guy, everybody, yep. everywhere, right? Yeah, you bring him up like, hey man, like don't like. I'm you know, sorry you're making the the league minimum, but uh, while this guy's making twenty million dollars, we're we're totally fixing games for prime time and stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so looking through a little bit of uh the old ESPN here, I don't care about basketball. Taylor's not on this week, so uh, I don't <laughs> care that the Suns are currently beating the Clippers and could potentially clinch the West tonight. Um, the Lightning are up to two to one against the Canadiens. Oh, they smacked them in the mouth. Yesterday yeah. or the other day. Yeah, was, it probably would have been yesterday. Uh, they lead one nothing. It's 2-1 to one right now at the end of the second. Uh, big ups to Mississippi State for knocking off Vanderbilt, who may not even have made it had it not been for right. the worst decision in NCAA I history. I don't know how you do that. How do you have a packed baseball stadium full of people? With no protocol. Right. No pro- No social distancing. Mass, no mass, vast, not bad, whatever. doesn't matter. Joe Schmo. Show and go. Let's right, go. Exactly. But then penalize a team and tell them they can't play. 
right. because of and COVID. So I if, don't like that is if you if you haven't paid attention, what happened was uh, NC State beat Vanderbilt in game one, and the day of game two in the semi in the College World Series semis, four players. They had two players. So the rule was, if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to test. Right. Ever. Didn't, didn't matter. They weren't even going to check you for COVID. If you weren't, you still had to test whatever. At, as whatever I, standard. Daily, whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever before every game, was. whatever yep. it was. You got it. They had two unvaccinated players test positive. So then they had to test the whole team. Including the including vaccinated players. The vaccinated right. players four more of, tested, the, vax of players. the vax players tested positive, right. which took out them and anybody in their room, I believe. It was a whole thing. So I know that originally it was, and they played game two with, with like thirteen thir- guys, thir- thirteen positional players and four pitchers. Right. So Which, I mean, down if from you a if you watch college roster, baseball, right. that is that is not a lot of people. Right. I think maybe even thirty five, like with large bullpens and, and yeah. pitchers stuff like that. There's there's a lot of guys in a roster. Um, so they went into with less than twenty players, um, and lost game two, but played game two were at least given the opportunity to compete they were given a chance to win and then the ncaa said no at two o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah we're at two o'clock two ten a.m they made a decision in under the cloak of darkness to be like no no we're not we're not gonna let you play this third game because of because of covid yeah they uh, we're gonna put seventeen thousand people in a baseball stadium with no protocols that's, that's fine that's the worst part about the whole thing um they they came out and at two in the morning under the veil of darkness came out and said we're not going to let you play we talked to the state health board and the cdc and and we were advised to shut the team down and send them home they then let them go out on the field and take a picture together on the field walk through the dugouts walk through the halls like if you like if you're vaccinated you don't need to be wearing a mask like none of that and then sent them home um the next day they came out and posted an attendance record for the game that they lost with 13 players and four pitchers Now, the game that they played against Vanderbilt that they lost, NC State lost 3-1 to one against the national powerhouse Vanderbilt with a depleted roster and four pitchers. With, with half a roster gone. Like, that's disgusting. So, I'm sorry. Like, I... like. I am happy Mississippi State won because I don't think Vanderbilt Vanderbilt believed to or like belonged. It's you know and it's tough because like Vandy didn't do anything wrong. No, they. I mean, it's 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 kind of like we're rooting against them for really no reason other than the fact that I don't know NC State I just think got screwed, which is just well, another mind-boggling thing from the NCAA. It's, <sighs> the the whole organization just is ridiculous. And like how again how do you how do you make that ruling at two in the morning? And then have the like, the the, just the, the balls, to say, hey, we broke an attendance record last night. Uh, they, they just do some stupid thing. I mean, dumb things. I mean, they're like 
multi, 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 multi billion dollar organization from student athletes, from people who are making no money for what they do. Everybody, every person who's a quote professional around these athletes, I don't care what sport it is, is getting, I don't know. I don't want to say filthy rich because there's a lot of low-level NCAA. I mean, but people who are halfway decent are just millionaires multiple times over. But, like, I'm an alumni, and I took you to lunch, and that's a violation, and, like, you lost your scholarship, and, like, you've lost your eligibility. It's it's just so – I mean, but it's they're so, like, militant in their rules when there's so much shady backdoor nonsense. Like, it's such a corrupt organization. They, oh my god! It's, and, like, it's brutal to to the point that they're fighting the ruling that like the state rulings that are allowing student athletes to make money off their likeness, number, right. and signature, the antitrust rules and stuff like that. Um, like it's it's just insane. Like you know, and then you, then you see stuff like the you know the 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 weight training facility for the men's March Madness versus the six dumbbells and some yoga mats the girls yeah. got. Like which I, I want to know. Like so, like and it was funny. I was talking with some coworkers of mine, and one of the guys was like. So whoever is in charge of running that event got fired immediately, right? He goes, who looked at that and saw the men's space and the women's space and went, yeah, that's legit. Like, that's normal. Like, that's cool. We, we can let this slide. As a nationally televised, the only makes millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and thought, yeah, no, this is cool. The only, the only thing I could possibly think about that would be that some dude in his, like, 70s with just no feel for the world right now went ah girls don't lift just give them some yoga mats and a right. couple pairs of fives to just be so blind or just so ignorant to the situation like even if that was even if my opinion was well girls don't lift or whatever and i had some idiot opinion like that you'd have to go well shit this is going to be televised and there's going to be photography yeah, so, so we we, we have to make the, right we have to make this even even though it's not equal we have to make it look equal right even if it's just for appearances you have to just not be an idiot. I just don't understand it. Like, who looked at that and thought, "Yeah, this is fine," and like, and the girls get up in arms, and rightfully so. They should have been pissed. Like, if it's professional sports, I understand. I get it. It's an unfortunate world we live in. But like, hey, listen, if my team brings in a hundred million dollars and your team brings in one million dollars, yeah, my weight room is probably going to be nicer than yours. But when it comes to students and student athletes. At universities and colleges all over the country, and it's a net, like th- right. this. This would be the equivalent of the Super Bowl being in San Francisco, and a, the team from the NFC gets there, and they're in the nicest hotel with uh, ni- right. like room service, catering, right. like uh, like anything they could possibly want. And then, like, the AFC, the, the AFC like, teams, like, Motel 6, yes, like, a mo- mo- Motel 6 and paying for everything out of pocket, like, right. and someone's going, like... Well, the NFC makes more money, so, right, right. right so that's well, we're, we're, we're an NFC facility, so sorry, uh, right. sucks to suck, like, yep. no, no, that. <laughs> that's brutal. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to wrap it up for the live and in living color sports talk, uh, which means we are moving on to our fan poll here. Yeah, uh, to find the greatest fictional athlete of all time. And I would like to point out, uh, we're not talking about him specifically, but Rick Vaughn is still in this, and he got a lesson in sticky stuff right off the bat in Major League One, coming straight out of the Cal- uh, California Penal League. <laughs> well, I don't really pitch for them anymore. Yeah. I listen, I, I love me some wild thing. Love it. My love it. favorite, ba- I, there's a lot of good baseball movies. It's, I 
got to be number one. I mean, I feel like Bull Durham's like right, but I don't know. That's yeah, just there, there's so many good ones. I mean, that and Sandlot and for the love of the game and a League of Their Natural, Own, Natural League of Their so Own good. is just and, and every single one of those movies had somebody in this in yes. this pool. Yes, uh, we are going to start off with a couple of baseball guys. Henry Rowengardner is going to be taking on Crash Davis starting tomorrow by the time anybody listens to this, by the time I save it and post it. Um, I and I I went over this with, with, with Big Diesel. I'm conflicted. Henry Rowengardner did not deserve to go beyond Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence should have crane kicked and swept the leg at the same time and knocked that little injury-prone jerk out of this because he was a flash in the pan one season purely because of a freak injury i mean johnny lawrence won won the all valley so he won a local karate tournament the, Hen- the, henry rowengardner pitched at major league baseball and won a pennant like he's got a championship ring i don't flash in a pan or whatever hey hey man you won a local karate tournament I pitched for the Yankees in the World Series. I, I don't care that I only pitched in one game. I made it to the show. I did. I got myself a ring. Rowan Garner for the dubs. Uh, no. Yes, sir. No. Listen, I'm not saying he deserves to be better than Crash Davis, who is the who he's, in the movie not. becomes the highest uh, or uh, he's the home the, run record holder. He's he's the he's, the he's the fictional Rick Lancelotti. Yes, that yep. I, he Rick always said a, a newspaper clipping on his yep. on the wall of his office said real life Crash Davis. Yep. Real life cla- yeah, the real the real life Crash Davis, the the true story of Bull Durham. Uh, Crash Davis should run away with this, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to, and that bothers me because I think people have a weird thing for Rowan Gardner because it was a kid. It was a movie you loved as a kid. I uh, listen, man. If I'm out there and I go, pitcher's got a big butt. Pitch. I mean, come on now. Like, what do you? Right, no. you roll your eyes at me. Nobody no. can see it, but I'm sure you guys felt the eye roll, but like you know exactly what I'm talking about. What's the quote from Crash Davis? I can't say it on this. I got I, I, listen, like, no. I understand it's a family show, but I'm saying it's it, not a family a, show, but it's But that, you know that what I'm trying either. to say, right? But I guess my point is like people would be like, "Who?" No. I feel like rookie of the year. Everybody knows rookie of the year. There's, Allison, so, there's so many great quotes I from, from Bull Durham. I told you it's like my number two baseball movie. I understand. Nuke's eyelids are clogged. <laughs> Nobody knows what to get Millie for their wedding present. You know, live chi- a live chicken. Live chicken to get the curse off his bat. Oh, Crash Davis needs to win this, and I'm putting my faith in the people. <laughs> I'm putting my faith in the people. Crash Davis needs to win this. Crash Davis for the dub in a landslide. In an absolute landslide. It's got to be. Because, again, at bare minimum, if we're going greatest fictional athlete, Crash Davis had a 17-year career in minor league baseball. <laughs> Henry Rohngarter got lucky with an injury when he was 12. Uh, listen, to quote Crash Davis, hi, I'm the player to be named later. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Fuck I, this I, I fucking still, game. I, I, still, I quit. I, I still, what time's batting practice? Who we play tomorrow? Right. Who do we play? What time's batting practice? <laughs> Uh, so who's the next? What's the next one here? Gordon Bombay against Adam Banks. Which duck is, versus duck. I know the the Minnesota, randomizer here was not no. kind to us. And and again, it looks like Julie the Cat's going to beat Chaz Michael Michael as she should. No, that, I, I agree. My God, I, I don't know how or why he. I mean, John Beebe. I mean, I I get people go ooh, but right, I, and, that, I, and that's I a problem. Nobody right? knows who he is. That's accurate. Mystery, Mystery Alaska is a cult classic where. <sighs> Apparently, Blades of Glory 
is oft considered one of the greatest movies ever made, not just sports movies. Oh, good. No, thank you. I, listen, I've seen it once. I'm a, I'm a cinephile. I'm, a, I'm all about it. That's I've not... seen it once. And, like, I we, again, we did we did the movie episode when we were still on YouTube, and the last 10 minutes are Taylor and Matt just bouncing quotes back and forth off each other, and I'm literally just sitting there staring at the two of them. I, I don't know. I just, I've seen it once. It's just not a thing that's ever stuck out to me. Whatever. Julie the Cat for the dub on that one. It looks like it's, and it, it, I don't, it's closer than uh, Bobby Boucher versus Billy Bob, which breaks my heart because Bobby Boucher is running away with that one. <laughs> um, but Julie the Cat's going to win, and she's going to face it, like, she's going to take. A, a quarter or a, what was yeah the qu- a quarterfinal game against another duck, quack quack quack, Mister Ducksworth. Seriously, who do you got? The, the whole bottom of this bracket is ducks. <laughs> yeah, who do you got? I uh, Bombay or I, Banks, I, the I cake eater oh or the coach with a bum God. knee. I mean, probably the coach. I mean, Emilio. I that's I don't know. I feel like just, I go into the Emilio Estevez here and going with the coach. Who's now got the show on Disney Plus? It's like the and, character is like spanning a generation and now. And Adam Banks came back on the show, right? No, I'm sure a lot of them, but it's like. And, and they do credit a lot of their success to their coach. Yep, I, I don't know. I'm I'm going with the the minis- the original. The original, Minnesota. the original Minnesota Miracle Man. Yes, sir, I agree. I agree with you right. on that. I, I agree with you on that. I like again, according to Coach Riley from the Hawks, he's almost not quite as good as you were, Gordon. Like, he right. calls him that, right? He's like, even his coach didn't think he was as good as yeah. Bombay. Almost as good as you were back then. Right. Uh, yeah, But Adam Banks did go to uh, the big prep school and was the only duck taken to varsity, varsity right off Jump Street. Well, that's because Bombay was playing, like, national junior somewhere. At no, that he was uh, – that was when he got in trouble coaching a college team, breaking recruiting rules. <laughs> they actually touch on that in the new, <laughs> in the new show. Yeah, it's, it's actually really funny. They, they do a great job of, like – and apparently season two is going to, like, tie in more of, like, what happened between, like, Gordon and, like, because they never touch after the, after the second Mighty Ducks movie. They don't touch on his relationship with Conway's mom. I have uh, to remember that I have Disney Plus. I, mean, I got to turn these stupid shows on. Like, I always, you. I default to Netflix, you know what I mean? And others, uh, it's the whole, I got to remember that it exists. Yeah, you got to get after it, man, because it's good. Um, it is really good. And, like, a lot of heartwarming, heartfelt stuff, good things. Um, but, yeah, so those are going to be the two that drop next week. Um, uh, by the t- time I have you on again, we're going to be going over who who won off the other side of the bracket, too. So um, this is this has been interesting. It's been a lot of fun. Um, the most fun part of it is always trying to figure out how, how and why Facebook keeps changing, how I can create polls on our Facebook group or on our Facebook page, because apparently they don't like it. Like they don't like the poll thing. I don't know why. It's literally like th- interaction right. of its drawing people to its site. I don't know why that would be a bad thing. Or- yeah, like they they've they've done it so like you can do a poll in a group, but then like other people can add options to the poll. Like that, like this the the this or that is a thing that Facebook keeps like changing, moving, and like I think they've tried to eliminate it, but they keep forgetting like different backdoor ways that you can get there so like i have to have the page open on my laptop at all times to create the polls i'm hoping we get through the whole thing before they find a way to delete it again because you have to do something silly like the whole like for this heart for that yeah you can't you can't you can't do just likes it's got to be like the heart or the care or like because everybody would just walk by and like like, right it would would mess with the the poll messes with the algorithms yes it's very annoying um Anything else for the good of the earth here? Anything, uh, anything in sports world you want to cover? We've got about, you know, 
we're right around the 50 minute mark and you know it's somewhere after this is about where we wrap up so uh, listen man you know me i'm i'm all excited for OTAs and preseason to get rolling here and then we we didn't have much of this last year there it was not existent yeah, right year. sir it was zero but uh last year it was who's who's illegally hanging out with each other in states uh, that are right. allowing people to hang yes, out with each other exactly. like exactly like hey let's travel to Alabama cuz they're allowing people to do whatever and right. we can just go down there everyone everyone uh, just saddle up and drive to Florida from wherever you uh, are cuz flying's lo- not a there thing there were local baseball teams in Buffalo traveling to Pennsylvania for practice I'm like you you drove two and a half hours to, to have a two-hour practice and then turn around and drove back. I, I mean, I yeah. guess they're doing it for a game or like a tournament. Yeah. Listen, but I, I I saw guys posting it last year driving to Ohio for like then staying the night and doing uh, like two a day practices on Saturday and then two two inner squad seven inning games on Sunday and driving home. Yep, it's a lot of time driving to play yourself. I, I listen. I agree with you. I, and the really, and I, mean, I know a lot of people who'd go a long way to play with themselves. I, that seems like a good spot to wrap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Hats, Tats, and Sats is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com, slash hats, dash, tats, dash, stats, I think. Something along those lines. Uh, it's on all the stuff. You can just find it wherever. it's. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, all the fun stuff, wherever you get your podcast earwax from. Uh, Statman. Love having you, buddy. Appreciate it, buddy. It's, Always it's, a good time. It's, it's fun to do this in person once yes, in a while. Yes, sir. Blue. I mean, Zoom's fine, and it helped us out for like a year. Yeah. Uh, but it is way better in person. Yeah, I agree. The world's getting back to normal. Hopefully, Delta variant doesn't change that. Truth fact. Heavy eye roll. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, been a good time. So you guys can check out the greatest fictional uh, athlete fan boat. It, we're getting most of the traction on that on Facebook, as we do, because people on Twitter suck. And uh, you know, if you found us on Twitter... You don't suck. Everybody else does. I'm putting Twitter as a whole on the suck list. Um, we've been doing. I've, I've, I've been posting some stuff on TikTok that's getting a little bit of love here and there. So check that out. I think we're going to move the suck list strictly to TikTok. So that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, uh, we're doing some live coverage stuff. Uh, we're looking for sponsors. There's information on that on Facebook, Facebook and Twitter as well. And I'll uh, see you next Tuesday. I think right. We're going to try to do that. Uh, I don't know if we'll podcast next Tuesday. I think we'll just hang out. Well, we talk about the game, baseball game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. I brought it up. Uh, yeah, so I will be doing live coverage of the Buffalo Braves Buffalo Braves against the Niagara Thunderwolves prospect ID team at Grand Island High School. Uh, we are looking for a sponsor. If you have a local business that you'd like to have eyes and ears on that uh, for us, you know, for what we have, we have two two different things there. One, one can be a between inning um slide we'll call it where between the innings they will see your business and information and if you want to be an actual live in-game sponsor your logo will pop up during the live feed and we will uh, give you some props and love during the feed itself uh either way tune into that it'll either be on facebook or youtube maybe both we'll see um i'll talk to the guys and see which they prefer and which they would like you know to happen and we'll go from there and yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that's all i got for the end of the promos like i said we're looking for sponsors we're looking for sponsors for the live stuff and you know just getting bigger and better all the time every day so uh austin statman thanks for joining me once again and thank you every single person who tunes in uh we are creeping ever closer to that 2000 mark uh this will be posted hopefully before the end of june but i don't think any of the numbers will matter because june's ending in an hour and a half so uh thanks for tuning in guys again bicbp radio network hats hats and sats we will catch you next time austin thanks for joining me my man and we will see you guys next week hats tats and stats podcast is brought to you by stinger sports 
Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom-sublimated uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. 